Watch this. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Cookie Jar Golf Podcast. I am Tom Mills. Today I'm joined by Bruce Fitzpatrick. But before you speak, I don't know if this is getting picked up on the mics, but we're sitting outside in the Sander Garden and all I can hear is the bagpipes in the background with day two, Tuesday of the Open. Bruce, how does it feel to be here? Well, thanks for that searing introduction as normal, Thomas. Um, yeah, pretty surreal, isn't it? Day two of the Open, glorious sunshine, nice freshening breeze, just to hopefully give us a, a preview of the what's to come later this week. Um, what a time to be alive. Mate, it's amazing. It's absolutely unreal. I mean, it's strange. This podcast is only going to be short and sharp. We're recording podcasts every day from St. Andrews, and we've got a, we did two yesterday. We've got a couple yeah. more lined up. At least one a day at the moment. At least That's one the, the a day we're release. And this is this is one that we thought we'd just focus on the atmosphere of the place the mm. environment st andrews itself you are a student of st andrews you've been spent a lot of your time here was was yeah, yeah. you were a student were. of st yeah. andrews and you spent a lot of time here and it is just different on open week isn't it you know how does it yeah. feel for you coming back when it's like this yeah i mean I, I came to the open for the first time in 2005 and i was only like you know 10 years old and didn't really know St Andrews that well at that point and so coming back now like the first open that I've been to since being a having been a student here it's just um yeah it's amazing just to see how how kind of grand and um busy it gets I mean it's obviously always a, a busy place with a brilliant atmosphere throughout the summer because it's you know it attracts all golfers and it's it's the home of the sport but to see it during an open week everything's just ramped up to 11 and to see everyone having a, a, a brilliant time it's um it's fantastic you know everyone's soaking in the atmosphere you can see that the players have a great not just reverence but genuinely i think really enjoy um how go golf permeates every part of the town and and um they just seem to be in a, in a fantastic mood too so we obviously headed down to the media center didn't we early this morning caught uh, a bit of caught Rory McIlroy's press conference press conference that was good so Rory's good, good, a good first pref, press conference to go to I, should, I shouldn't say that actually because you went to the Golden Bears yesterday yeah I you? went to Nicholas's yesterday but it's still a case of sitting on your hands and not saying something stupid yeah. but, um, <laughs> but we've got a couple more that we're going to attend within the next few days and I think I think I'm going to pluck up the courage to, to ask a stupid question to somebody we'll but, ask um, at least yeah at least a question haven't we but it's um, I mean for me I mean it's just it's coming back here i can't explain how exciting it is when i drove in i came in a uh, sunday evening it was like 10 o'clock at night when i when i arrived came in sort of the guard bridge sort of lucas yeah way. i know it's from, from the lucas direction and yeah. it was as i came in pitch black the, for those of you that have driven into st andrews from from the lucas direction you can kind of see the layout of the land as you drive in mm. usually in the day you sort of see the spires and the hamilton hat yeah hamilton and all Hall. that sort of usually yeah. but this is pitch black but the only thing i do is i come over the crest of that hill and i saw it i mean it was magical because the the jumbotrons are all up and they're on so these just like white lights mm. and the, the marquees are all lit up and there's these the marquees are all glowing and you can just see this glow of the old course and then as you drive into town 
where the sports pitches are usually which is kind of near the driving range area just full of tents and mm. and and bell tents and you've got the huge open marquee there that's ready to go and it's just like wow this just looks so different to i've ever seen this place before and the atmosphere is just off the charts isn't it yeah yeah i came in um so i got in a couple of hours ahead of you didn't I, on sunday um so it was still light sort of in the setting sun really and we came in from the sort of strathkinis the top road so you're driving down like towards um the sea almost you can kind of see st andrews out in front of you and then the sea in the backdrop um and yeah it's just to say like it's that spine tingling feeling as you're driving in and you see not just the kind of great landmarks hamilton hall st salvatore's chapel but then also the stands and you know the odd um radio or tv tower out there just you know camera camera crew and and, and those cranes that obviously capture a lot of the aerial shots it's just it's just amazing and i think you know we've obviously only been here yesterday was like our first full day but we're already getting a a, a real sense of of like the building excitement anticipation um it's been awesome hasn't it yeah and i mean i I went out yesterday obviously we did the the pod with john mclaughlin yesterday which has gone down really well and i've had lots of messages thank you for that um but we did that and the course is just playing firm and long and it's it's amazing to see the town like this and it's amazing to see the course like this and how does it feel how does it differ for you from 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 a usual St. Andrews is it like because mm. it I think St. Andrews is always a magical place yeah like every time you come it's a bit special I mean outside of open week you know you can just drive down is it is it golf place or Link's yeah, yeah, golf yeah. place and you've got the 18th green to your left and you're like oh my god there's the old course I remember the first time I saw that and you look down yeah, and yeah, oh my yeah. god that's the, that's the 18th of the old yeah. it's just there no one's really caring about it but the stands go up like so golf place now you've got a massive stand that's at the back of 18 you can't really see anything from there and the RNA clubhouse and it's all hooks around to, to the side so it's so different but how does it feel for you coming back here and, yeah. how, and how different it is to, to usual well I just think it's brilliant to see so many people coming here and enjoying it you know it's always been St Andrews has always been somewhere that's been very like sort of special to me certainly since I've been a you know as a student here and i've just always loved coming back and i try and get back as much as i can um but to see you know hundreds of thousands of people sort of flocking the fairways and 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 you know wandering around town i mean the good the great thing obviously is the proximity of the golf course to the town itself is is almost like no other open championship venue and so well, you know you can kind of you, you just see players walking around in the evening on the way yeah. to the restaurants that, well, that we, you might be had, going yeah. we had dinner last night and Alex Norum was a couple of tables over just just to my left your right and um you know we were we were having a drink outside the scores yesterday and he must be just staying up the road here but walks you know he's finishing his golf and walking back to the com you know it's like yeah and the atmosphere like just just circling back like when i drove in the dove vegan i've never seen anything like it the queues outside are yeah miles spinning it's out just, onto the yeah. road mm. i'm not just everywhere's just so packed and busy and everyone's happy and it's uh I imagine and I imagine this is like Glastonbury for golfers my first <laughs> proper open really I went one day back in in Troon when when Stenson won but it is just like this is it isn't it this mm. is at St Andrews this is it yeah yeah and uh, you know 
there is a, a sense of reverence in the fact that they you know all the pros know that it's the home of the game and so there's a sense of you know respect there that they they communicate whether it's in their press conferences or the comments before or during the week um but i do genuinely think when you just see so many of them kind of walking around town um in the evening with you know a box of drinks or on the way back to their accommodation or going over to a restaurant like everyone just seems to be in a, in a great mood just happy to be here because if that's an achievement in itself as a, as a pro to be able to just say you've played at the home of golf in the 150th open open championship no less it's uh yeah it's no wonder that and the weather's great too which yeah, i guess meant, you know. it's windy today i didn't expect the wind to get up like we were just in rory's yeah. press conference which is like in a marquee essentially a big big marquee big tent and it's uh like the place was shaking wasn't yeah. it like if the wind stays up this could get really interesting this week because rory said some interesting things in his press conference um you know he he's talked about how he's typically plays here a lot on the dunhill which is later on in the year and the course is playing very different and um, i watched a few holes with rory yesterday and he's absolutely bombing it down there but according to him in his press conference i don't know whether this is just lip service it'd be interesting to get your views on it but he's saying you know sometimes he's getting too close yeah I mean, I'm not sure if that's a real thing or if he's just he's just being polite to the course. But um, do you think they can? Do you think when they play this that they're going to be laying back, or do you think they're just going to be like tanking it down there and seeing what they can do? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'd be really interested to see how how they play Thursday, Friday, certainly leading into the weekend, because it seems to be the case. And Rory kind of echoed this in in his press conference there that the greens are still receptive, and you can get a bit of spin if you strike an iron properly. Um, at the moment, the greens, you know, are, are kind of taking the, the spin on the ball quite well. But that's probably a conscious decision by the RNA just to keep them, you know... Keep them alive. Yeah, keep them alive and keep them, um, you know, in, in a decent spot, knowing that they're going to get pretty firm and, and baked out as the week rolls on. There's not really any rain forecast, as, as far as I'm aware, touch wood. Um and so I think they could easily ramp them up and dry them out and get them really, really quick and bouncy later on in the week if they need to. Um, from the, you know, the, you mentioned, can you drive it too close and, and, and leave yourself a really bad angle even if you've only got a short flick in? Well, yeah, I think there's certainly holes there where that's the case. Well, it's practice um, only did a 60-yard putt on yeah, two. Yeah. I mean, on the, yeah, yeah. I'm um, not sure he'd do that in a, in a tournament. I think he's just seeing what it's about. What you know, it's, but, yeah. But, but it's interesting. I mean, yeah, I'm hoping to get out and watch a bit more of the golf today and, and tomorrow, certainly tomorrow, and, and obviously leading into the the, um, the tournament itself. But watching some of the guys just hitting like spinny pitches into the 18th, and I mean Shane Lowry is just hitting these flop shots around 16, um, taking no divot, and just the amount of spin and control on the ball was a joke to see off like really tight links turf um whether they're going to be freed up to like hit some of those higher tariff shots later on in the week when the course has dried out a bit and there's obviously you know tournament pressure on the line i'm not sure but um i mean we certainly saw it i think was it nordfist her her second shot into the was it the second hole in the um the champion celebration thing yesterday afternoon like she was coming out of the rough and that thing has just run for you know she only had a short flick in and that that ball's run like 40 yards so um i think putting the ball in the fairway as as the greens dry out would just be really really important for controlling your you know controlling your spin and controlling your 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 approach shots and i mean yeah i mean rory's played enough of these things i don't think he he's the kind of guy who really pays lip service to it um i, I think the fact that he said he, he can't see that the score's getting away 
getting away from um, the RNA this week and he thinks that you know the course could get really tricky and strategic is pretty exciting stuff you've played a lot of um, you've played a lot around the old course obviously having having studied here um, obviously you haven't played out there in in very you know in the last couple of weeks yeah um, is it looking is that is it out of character to how it usually is this time of year and um, how difficult is it to play when it does get firm and bouncy around here um yeah i mean it's been a while since i played up here in the summer and i think yeah it looks it looks firm and um and pretty bouncy as it, as it would this time of year if you've had a relatively dry summer i think crucially they've had such a dry spring that the roughs probably not as thick as yeah, they maybe thin, would have it? would have hoped yeah. it, that it would get it's still it's still thick enough though that it's just going to take all spin off the ball and even if you've got 100 yeah. yards and if you're going downwind and you get a flyer out of that like that I was, ball's I was chatting to some yards. of the uh, course officials uh, yesterday and they were saying um, you know oh the rough is the rough is thick and I challenged and pushed back a little bit and you know, I said I've walked it and I don't I don't think it's thick at all and I think they're just I think that it's more like they're, they're hoping that the rough will be an issue because yeah. they don't want it. They don't want these guys to just bomb it down there. But the reality is, because it's been so dry for pretty much four months, that rough is 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 like long. And it looks sort of fairway defining, but it's not really penal, is it? At the moment, yeah. I need I need to kind of see it up close really to know. But I think, as you say, you, you could probably. You know, get nine or eight iron on it uh, if the lie's okay. It's not a sort of hack out. Get you, you know, you're struggling to find it, and you need a load of spotters, and you're going to be just gouging a wedge out to the side a, of the fair. That's how it should be, though. It shouldn't be, it shouldn't be gouging. You know, it should be yeah. able to find it. It should be able to play it. And well, get with a short that, iron or a mid iron on yeah, it. Really, with a, yeah, with a with that wispy rough as well. Like, there's a, there's one matter finding it, and it it is that that wispy rough is hosel grabbing, isn't it? You know, it does turn yeah, the club face on you. Yeah. So. Yeah, I just, uh, you know, it's going to be really interesting to see how they attack this because I wonder, mm. the old course is known as being the most strategic golf course on the planet and it's, mm. I wonder whether the Bryson, like, smashing, let's see how close we can get it. I wonder if that'll work. Yeah. Uh, There's it, it a lot of short par fours, but a lot of the lot of the, the difficulty around the old is around the greens, isn't mm. it? Yeah, I mean, some people are worried because the weather's set fair and, okay, we're going to get a little bit of wind by the looks of things. Um, you know, you hear some people in the bars walking around town at night saying, oh, I just hope they don't go and shoot 59. I hope they don't go and shoot 61. And then other people say, well, 50, well actually, the well, 54 score... and get 54 million from the, from the live for shooting oh, yeah, yeah. Get, an, get an offer from the live, live CEO or whatever. Um, yeah, and... But there's just quite a variety of opinion out there because some people like Rory, um, who probably knows better than anyone, or is more qualified at least to, to, to comment on it than anyone out there. It's just saying no. I think this is tricky. I think the fact he didn't that seem to think really in, the, in the press conference he didn't seem to think there'd be a mega low score getting into in. the twenty plus under. He no, didn't seem to be no, of that opinion, did he? No, which is you know uh, interesting to hear. But I guess time will tell. I'm keen to get out there and and. and watch them play a few holes I think the practice round days are brilliant days to just watch them hit different types of shots and just just uh, yeah spend a bit more time up close I mean funnily enough when we were in the media centre and we just finished Rory's press conference and I think you nipped to get a coffee and I was just watching the, the TV screen I saw Tiger hit some shots on the range and then I think he got a buggy out to the 11th tee just to start there 
and uh, Aja Moronk, who I think had maybe just played round through 9-10, was on the 11th tee and was hitting a shot, and you just see Tiger come into the frame, presumably asking him, can I... Can I join your practice you round? I mean, uh, could you yep. imagine me and Adrian Moronk in that situation? It's, um, yeah, it's pretty cool stuff. I watched Moronk hit some balls on two yesterday. I hit some tee shots off the second. And, I mean, all these boys hit it. But I was genuinely like, whoa, that is a missile. He's that, giving it some. <laughs> that yeah. is an absolute, it's a different sound. Mm. Um, yeah, absolutely. Like I was trying to explain to you actually when we last night. Like it looks like his upper body is completely independent from his lower body. Yeah. The turn is just like absurd, and then he just—he's quite tall as well. And he absolutely roasts it. Yeah, like roasted Nothing it. He was playing with Bernd Wiesberger, and like obviously, Bernd's a, a great ball striker anyway. But he like <laughs> absolutely roasts it. Roasts it past him. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. But like you say, all these players, even Rory, is still like. Oh my god, it's Tiger! It's like Tiger. He's my hero, and Morong's going to be the same. And Tiger rolls up to him on the eleventh, and he's like, "Yeah, uh, oh yeah, that shit, that's Tiger." Sorry, sorry, sir. To... Yeah, you can join me. <laughs> yeah, you can join me. That's okay. So yeah. um, he had great shots. To be fair, actually, Morong knocked one in pretty close by the looks. Of before things, Tiger so. turned up or after? Before, oh, well, as, as Tiger turned up. Oh right, it wasn't like yeah, yeah. yeah it's going to be different, but yeah, the draw is going to be interesting um, yeah. when that comes out. Seeing who who's playing and when I think uh, again you're our expert on St Andrews can can the draw can the time of day you play here really affect oh massively uh, yeah yeah with the wind I think uh, we saw it at the Scottish Open last week at Renaissance the guys who went out Thursday morning had an absolute field day and then by Thursday afternoon Thursday later on in Thursday afternoon it got so windy and, and, and the scores shifted a huge amount so yeah, it's um, like three shots difference wasn't there in, in stroke more, average yeah so uh, with any links course the draw is huge um, so yeah we'll have to sort of wait wait and see what happens who really. are you looking forward to um, I mean I'll take Tiger out because the answer is Tiger but outside of Tiger mm. who are you looking forward to, to to watching around this in the next couple of days even in practice rounds or, or yeah. even in the, in the, in the, in the tournament uh good point i'd quite like to see matt fitzpatrick actually obviously you know rich vein oh, of form. namesake long yeah. cousin <laughs> yeah god the number of times are you related to him by any chance <laughs> you absolutely. should try really hard absolutely to make that not. make that a reality if you were yeah. his cousin or something yeah. you might get hi matt we're actually related <laughs> just see if he buys it um no i quite like to watch him he's obviously in a good you know rich vein of form scheffler as well be keen to to sort of see to check out the footwork him. in real life yeah uh, i was at the open last year at george's for a couple of days and i watched spieth who's good fun up close um yeah i mean there's a lot a lot of great players um to to kind of go and see really but um you know there's also a great case to be made for going and watching some of the you know the lesser known players the younger players some of the amateurs who've come through qualifying because you know often they're the stars of the future and um you can maybe get a little bit closer can't yeah, you I mean, without well, the crowd so like on that note like sam bearstow we Sam and I went to the amateur to watch that final with Pockeater and Bearstow. Yeah. And we followed him around for thirty six holes and it was um you know, Bearstow just got got in a bad place. I think he was six down, seven down possibly, and he clawed it back and he really, really um fought really hard to to claw it back, but in the end he just let him left himself a little bit too much to do. Um, which was really sad. But then to watch him like within a couple of weeks go and qualify at the final open qualifier at Leatherton St. Anne's. Yeah. 
I just think like that was amazing to see like someone like like him as an amateur do that and come through qualifying and pretty amazing resilience, um, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I mean, can you imagine how heartbreaking it must have been to get that close and and to play so well all week? You you know better than anybody the match play is just so difficult and so attritional and getting through that mm-hmm. and for him to get to the final and just miss out and then to bounce back and so I'd love to follow him around for a few yep. holes. I'd, I'm really you know I watched him great ball strike absolutely him and Pocky to be fair absolutely melt the ball but it's a fairly common denominator with all these guys <laughs> <laughs> they absolutely <laughs> crunch it so I, I'd like to see that like in the, in in and see how they plot their way around Matty Jordan's another one I'd like to yeah. to follow around um, yeah see see him get round and Adam Scott I'm quite keen to just go oh, and see him. him best posture and best dressed man in the game isn't he so <laughs> I always I said to so I said to uh, I was actually uh, uh, I was with John McLaughlin before we did the podcast and we watched Adam Scott hit a few shots and I was like if I had a swing like that I wouldn't even care about my score yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. the swing is yeah. so good just, yeah. like, it doesn't really matter what the way the ball goes it's just such a beautiful swing but it's like we're trying to to keep these podcasts fairly short and sharp and it's kind of just one of those things we're just trying to give you a flavor of how it is to be up here and mm. i mean no a lot of you are coming up so you yeah, must get if, in if touch you, if you um, are getting up please do get in touch come to the scores hotel if you do if this place is so good that even if you don't have tickets as in st andrews is so good and the atmosphere is so good that even if you don't have tickets for the open like it is just such an amazing place to be yeah. and you can come here and watch the golf and and the DJs and all that stuff here at the Sands of Clubhouse and yeah like come by swing by and see us because uh, we're having the best time lots of great stuff going <laughs> like, on we keep yeah. going I'm having a really good time you having a good time yeah it's, I'm having a good time yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Sam's coming up this evening so um, yeah the FOMO's just been too much yeah he to, wasn't uh, going to come up till tomorrow because oh boys I'm going to come up on I'm Tuesday I'm coming up Wednesday oh, actually I'm going to do Tuesday <laughs> and then that's going to be really nice for the, for, for the following sort of five days to, to hear him talk about what he would have done if he was playing golf here like, yeah, I would yeah, have, yeah, yeah. I would have, have drive on that yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah am I good am I alright playing golf yeah, so uh, <laughs> Sam we miss you and uh hopefully you'll get up here safely and uh that's us signing off for this morning there's going to be another podcast hopefully a little bit later in the day because we are going to meet up with the guys from clipped who mm. released a really good article about the 18 best shots uh, ever in the open and they've done some statistical analysis on those 18 shots so it'll be interesting to talk through with those guys and release that a little bit later for you and like i'm sorry that it's a little bit information like pod overload but I'm not sorry because this is just so much fun. Sorry, not sorry. So, thank you very much for listening, and until later on today. Adios. Watch this.